0: Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each week, we bring you an inspiring woman who is a leader in her field. These amazing women are role models for creating positive relationships, building successful careers, and helping you discover your own leadership talents to follow your own passion, purpose, and dreams. You know, helping women share their stories is one of my favorite things to do. That's why I've continued to interview these amazing leading women for almost a decade. I chose 19 of the best experts from these these conversations to co-author my book, Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. It's available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and the business section of your area bookstore. Now, if you haven't bought yours, or if you know a woman who wants to pursue her passion, this is the book for her, or for you. Now, this week, I'm pleased to introduce you to another amazing woman. Her name is Patricia Gerardo. Patricia is a principal consultant of Leadership Matters Consulting, where she works with people committed to changing the world with sustainable leadership. Patricia walks the walk, not just thinking social justice, but living it as well. With over 25 years of experience in social justice, she has worked in all areas, including advocacy, board member, community organizer, fundraiser, strategist, and trainer. Her clients have included the Annie E. Casey Foundation, Association of Black Foundation Executives, Black Youth Project 101, the Ford Foundation, and many others. Patricia is also one of the Take the Lead Women's Leadership Ambassadors, incorporating Gloria Felt's nine power tools into her coaching. She also also serves as a board chair for the Center of Artistic Activism and volunteers on the steering committee for participating budgeting in New York City. I am very pleased to welcome Patricia Gerardo to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Patricia, so glad that you're here with me today. Well, Patricia, good morning. I'm so glad you're with me. You've you've told me you've got a cold and... We're going to do our very best to talk today, and if you need to take a break for any reason, you just do that. But welcome to (laughs) Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women, and you are in that category.
1: (laughs) Why, thank you. I'm so honored to be here today. Thanks so much for thinking of me.
0: You're absolutely welcome. Well, you know, I guess I can first start out by just saying that Women Connect for Good, my foundation, and... Take the lead are partnering to develop women 's leadership parity by the year twenty 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 five and you are one of those women ambassadors out there teaching and making that happen in this world we 'd like to see that happen before that year, but you know yes. it, it would it'd be, i would I wish it would happen tomorrow, you know so let 's talk about you. Uh, wait a minute, talking about, uh, you know, you, you're, you're choked up, <laughs> now I am. Okay, just... Did you get my
1: poll? <laughs> <laughs> so, talking
0: about something that's very, very important. Is one of the things that I really spend a lot of time talking to women about, especially, uh, you know, in regard to leadership, but in regard to their purpose and their passion yeah. is, is really their story, who they are. Because I think when we as women share our stories with each other and really start to tell each other who we are, why we do what we do, there is always a very, very positive connection. So I always yeah. begin these conversations with, with with asking you, tell me about you. How did you get to be the Patricia that I'm talking to? <laughs>
1: I love this, and thank you for that question, and right, that's one of the nine power tools that we teach that I love uh, going over with with women and teaching them that. Uh, So for me, uh, I'm a native New Yorker, born and bred, and I have always, since I was little, have my, you know, eyes open to the world around me, and... I remember being a little kid, and I was probably the last generation in a Cold War context. So we had the duck and cover, which wasn't actually under your desk, but we would go to a school's basement uh, for drills. Um, and I remember being kids thinking how crazy it was that adults created a world in which we can destroy the earth hundred times over. You know, I I believed as a kid that I would be okay in the school basement, but I was worried about my parents who weren't in school with me and what would happen to them. And so that's when I got my first inkling of, you know, I want to be engaged with changing the world for the better. And I did my first work around anti-nuclear work, and I actually started doing that when I was 16 years old.
0: Wow. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's great. And, and where did you and where did you grow up?
1: So I grew up in the Bronx, Bronx, New okay. York, boogie okay. down, and had yeah, I just had one of those, you know, and I shouldn't say this as it's typical because New York isn't known for this, but New York for me was a great place to be a kid, and it was a place. By the time I was eleven years old, I was able to take the subway. Uh, by myself, I had um, dance classes at Martha Graham on the Upper East Side. So I would get on a four train and take that down. And I just had a, you know, um, you really have to negotiate early <laughs> in yeah, life how yeah. to how to be right. in a world and. So for me, I know a lot of people say, oh, no, I have to leave uh, the city when they have kids. For me, not only as a little kid, but especially as a teenager, I love New York. There was just any, you know, interest I had, you know, I was able to find something that could um, spark my imagination around it. So I just love that. And also, you know, just growing up and, you know, being able to in junior high school, uh, my friends and I, we would go down to the village. Uh, when you're at your most awkward moment, you could go to the village and see people who are weirder than you ever could imagine <laughs> you could be, right? And yeah. you're completely comfortable with it. And it was just like oh, yeah. it gave you a new perspective of what being, you know, whatever outside the boxes, right? But what, being true to yourself or even putting on uh, different costumes and airs and trying yeah. out different personalities. Yeah. And so having that kind of uh freedom and seeing that in people was, was very helpful for me as a young person. Um, you know, just grappling with my own personality and what, you know, um thinking about limits or even expansions of what that could be.
0: Yeah. Well, I grew up in Washington D C area, so for me it's yeah. kind of a similar experience. We didn't have the mass yeah. transportation that you had. But, I mean, I think it's much better now, but but again, you know, the the goal, I mean, so as kids, the first thing that we wanted to do is get down to Washington, D.C. and Georgetown and, and hang out. So, so yes. again, you're right. I mean, I think, and, and being so close to things that are going on in the world, uh, you know, I, I felt like I was awake a lot earlier than a lot of people were, I mean, as far as a kid, because you really do see issues, you see things that... Other other kids in other parts of the country are not seen. And, and, of course, we were inundated with all the different things. You know, I I, I saw Kennedy's fu- funeral. I mean, there were so many things wow. that were going on that that really impacted me. So I'm sure New York would be the same kind of feeling, which is... You know, you really do see, I, I think you start to see issues earlier. You know, your your background as a social worker, but also in social ju- Why Would you do do me a favor? Define for me what social justice is.
1: Oh, I love that question. So for me, many people have uh, their own definitions and uh, interpretations. For me, social justice is the work you do around making what's inequitable in society uh, more uh-huh. equitable, yeah. right? So it's about lifting up where you can. People who uh, need to be lifted up, you're looking structurally at ways that you can make society uh, more fair, right? Yeah. And it's I, like, I saw someone give a description once. You have a fence that's five feet tall, and then you have – a person who's uh, six feet tall, a person who's four feet tall, and a person who's three feet tall. And so social justice and equity is if you have three boxes, you give one box to the person who's four foot tall so that they could be able to see, and you would give two boxes to the person who's three feet tall so that they would be able to see, right? So everyone gets to see over the uh-huh. fence, but uh-huh. you distribute it differently based upon where people are at. So for yeah. me, that's, that's a great mm-hmm. description, and it helps me think about what social justice is, because I think about the structural as well as the individual's and what the individual's needs are.
0: Yeah, okay. You're singing with the choir, because I'm a, I'm a Libra. <laughs> so as a Libra,
1: <laughs> it's most important,
0: important thing that we, we're all about fairness and justice. yes. And Equity, yes. I mean, this is you're you're speaking to some. Of the, this has been my life, and and you know, and it's and it's very difficult in a world when there really those things just don't exist. You know, we
1: <laughs> we we.
0: I mean, they do in many many respects. But as a as a kid, you know, growing up, even as adult, I'm still working on that fair, equitable whole the world, making the world better so that everyone has the same opportunities. You know, they, they, may, they may not take advantage of them, but everyone should have the same advantages and resources and decide from there to make the choices that they choose. Now, yeah. you know, your, your concept of, of leadership, and, and of course as a women leadership ambassador for Take the Lead, and of course your background in leadership, you talk about, you know, I, I really like this. Every day is an opportunity to make hundreds of decisions, but becoming more mindful of our daily actions and working to make them aligned with our values in leadership matters will help you achieve. And I think, you know, we we really do. I think that's something that's so important. It seems more important now than ever is that we wake up. You know, that's what the the Dalai Lama says. We all need to wake up. And, And I truly believe when we become mindful and we wake up and we do see the world around us as an opportunity to make it better, to make changes. I think that's where the most fascinating things occur, you know, and I think the leadership ambassadors bringing all these women together have, has been uh, extremely powerful, and, and, and of course, uh, what is what are your views? I mean, why did you become a women's leadership ambassador for Take the Lead? Why did you do
1: that? Oh, my goodness. Right, because it's, I love Take the Lead. I love what it is pushing, right? And for me, I had a real wake-up call in 2008, 2009, when Barack Obama, you know, had such a successful presidential campaign because nowhere in my, you know, goal or wish list was a black president, right? Uh (laughs) And what that taught me at that moment was, oh, my God, I'm not dreaming big enough, right? If reality is getting me something that I haven't even imagined, I've got to up my dreaming game because yeah. we're okay. not going to get, right? It's just like it's what should be created should be uh-huh. things that, you know, are not things that are beyond my imagination. And so for me, take the lead is right, right on, that, on that path of, you know, how can we be expecting and building, you know, both our imaginations and then what's really important, the pathway for women to step into those roles, right? Yeah. Because it is not that, oh, one day, you know, the, it's a Tuesday and suddenly women are leading, right? And then yeah. we have this world. But yeah. actually we need preparation for that. So how do we help women step into those roles? It becomes this continual, a continual pathway as well. So I love the ambition of take the lead and I also love the practicality of how do you get to manifest that incredible vision.
0: Yeah. Of course, Women Connect for Good, the, the mission is very, very simple. It's women supporting other women and whatever that might be, their passion, their purpose. And of course, you know, women's leadership is such a, a key piece to that because women, mm. when they use their voices, are so very, very powerful. And this is what we're trying, I think, more than anything with women with Take the Lead, is to help those women to understand that their voices really are so very, very important uh, that they share those. Because when we do come together and we do share those voices, it's amazing what can happen. Now, you know, this is is something, you know, and, and of course, I'm, I'm always pushing my ideas as well because I think, again, we're kindred souls because we're on the same path to understanding the importance of women's leadership uh, to uh, voice those, those necessary things and to, to help women to understand those choices and those opportunities. But one of the things that's becoming more apparent is that women empowerment and women's leadership also needs to take on, I think, a different, uh, not a different view, but maybe a different way of verbalizing things as equal parity, equal gender parity. Because I
1: think
0: think sometimes, uh, you know, when I talk about women empowerment, I talk about women's leadership, there seems to be, uh, you know, a certain certain look, especially from uh, the different genders that, you know, what does that mean, you know? But I think when we start to talk about the equal gender parity, I think we start to see because uh, we all are, we all have to come together. We all have right. to come together. We're not, you know, we're, none of us are, are any stronger uh, alone as we as as strong as we are together. So right. I don't know what your thoughts are about that, but you know this is you know th- and believe me, I've had to come to terms with this myself because right you know I've been doing I've been in women empowerment for over thirty plus years and and I called it that and I still call it that but. It's amazing when you talk about gender, equal gender parity, it seems to open up the dialogue between especially men and women in a more positive way.
1: Right. And that was one of the things, right, I absolutely loved. Um, and when Gloria Felt, who co-founded Take the Lead, was doing the training, and, you know, when she was sharing, you know, moving from a scarcity model to a model of abundance, which I completely agree with and have always worked with, right? It's just that for me is a helpful frame uh, to share with people as well, right? Because it is, it's not like we have too little to go around, right? And, right, right, I, I saw this growing up in the Bronx in the 70s and 80s, right? It is the number of people that we just discard and to think about what they could contribute to our world, that we're just letting go as a resource, right? That's the problem. The problem isn't that there's not enough room. The problem is that we haven't made room enough for enough people to give us their ideas and their input and to grow from that, right? That's what we, right, that's, that's what you need for a functional economy. That's what you need for a just society. That's what you need, right, for a world of abundance. It's, you don't have a world of abundance from restriction, right? That, uh-huh. is, right. that doesn't make right. sense. And I get that because that question of what does that mean really is the question of what does that mean for me. And it does mean something for you, right? And we need to unpack that both what your fears are, right, and also unpack what are the imaginations that you haven't even allowed yourself to think about yet or dream about yet because you're too afraid, right? You're sitting in this place of fear of, oh, I'm going to lose this, I'm going to lose that. And it's just like, no, but what are you going to gain as a result of that? What are yeah. you going to gain yeah. by having more people who are invested in your city? What are you going to right. gain by having more people, you know, holding your representatives accountable? What are you going to gain, <laughs> right? It's, it's, it's this way of thinking that I love, you know, uh, to yeah. really help people with, because I get that. I get that sense of constriction because we live in a society, right? The water in which we breathe is – Get mine and screw you. (laughs) So to fight against that, right, to to move people to see beyond that is takes time and it takes effort. But and that's why we're doing this intentionally, right? Because it has it won't come naturally, right? Women's leadership parity is not going to come, right? And we know this. It's just like we already have the demographics for it, right? It doesn't just happen. On its own, there has to be an intentionality behind yeah. it.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're over fifty-five percent of the population <laughs> in, in, right. in the United States. Women, women, basically, we buy eighty-five percent, eighty-five to almost ninety percent of products and services, and we're still still so far behind. We're seventy-fifth yeah. in the world, and, and as far as women's leadership in other parts of the world. You know, but I just, I recently saw a film, it's called 50-50, and I'm sure you'll be seeing it. Have you seen it?
1: I did. I loved that. I I loved
0: it because, and I think that's where I'm coming from now because of that that particular movie, which is basically when we do come from a place of abundance, especially when it comes to leadership, women's leadership, then we have a whole different venue, and I think it brings a whole different attitude the success that we've had it adds to the success of where we are with women's leadership, and I and I, I really love that fifty women you know ha, who have gone before us that basically have attained leadership skills and leadership levels that far surpass uh, any other leadership level that we could even imagine. But you know, history yeah. and, and storytelling and how we have excluded or somehow forgotten or erase some of the the true talents and abilities and and achievements of women throughout centuries is is interesting so we we i think we have an opportunity to bring those things to the to the forefront so that women can feel good about where we've been and where we're going
1: exactly i also love the message of that movie around right the connection also right it's so it's not just, you know, and in Take the Lead, we, we talk about, you know, power to versus power over, right? So right. it's you strive for power so that you're able to do things that were impossible, it's not about just getting your own individual power so, you know, you can treat an assistant like crap or that you can, you know, pollute the earth or that you, right, yeah. it's, Actually, it's not about being oppressive. It's actually about building opportunities. And I love that because it is, right? We need, power is about connection. And I am more powerful when there are more people like me who have power. And when I'm the only person in the room, that's when I have the least advantage, right? It's like I I need more of a network. And so that's, Right, I think that's really the key and what we try to work with women about is about how do you build up your network. And that doesn't mean just women, right? but it means allies, people who get that diverse voices need to be in a space in order, again, to build that abundance, in order to make society not only just, even more efficient, would be my argument, right? Because how could you have 85% of a consumer base and then have a minority of women actually in charge of developing products? So how do you think that that's going to work and it's going to be the most effective if you only have women at the point of uh, consuming a product that no one thought about in terms with a gender lens?
0: Yeah. And not only that, it's a lot more fun. I don't, know, I don't know. I don't know if you saw the the movie, the film, Hidden Figures, but amazing, amazing story of of the women of uh, the women of color of NASA. That basically, uh, if that story had never come to the forefront, uh, and we would wonder why we didn't have a space program. But here we have these this amazing story of women of color from NAFA that basically the shuttle wouldn't have gotten wouldn't have taken off nor would have yeah. come back without them this is to me curious but yet there's so many opportunities for for us to grow uh, on yes. on the, on the, the show, you know because we're all standing on the shoulders of another person, whether it be exactly. a man or a woman who has helped us to be where we are and, and to the you know and again, what that movie also talks about is, is the support that when we support one another and, and, we, and we lend our, our voice and lend our hand, lend our resources to another person, the possibilities are absolutely endless. So, exactly. Okay, well, now I'm going to ask you a really tough question, and maybe it's not going to be a tough question for you, but okay. right now, right I'm taking now, a deep breath. <laughs> all right, take a breath. I'll give you. I'll give you a,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but if you could, if you could do anything right now to change the world for better, anything that you and I'm I'm the genie. I'm am I just popped out of the bottle, but I'm giving you a chance. I'm saying you've got one wish, Patricia, to do anything and everything that you want to do in this moment, in this time. What would it be?
1: Ooh, to make the world a better place. The thing I would do would allow people to live in someone else's shoes. Actually, to, um, what is that, body transfer
0: you know, like a Freaky
1: Friday, um, with someone who's very different from you. That, I think, would be an amazing ability. And something that we could probably do with virtual reality not too far in advance is actually, you know, experience what it would be like to just experience someone else's walking through the world.
0: Yeah. Well, I think there is a saying that says you have to walk in another man's shoes for a or another person's shoes for you know so many miles to to really understand. And I and I agree with that. We we are in this global society now, this global world that uh, for the first time in in years, many many years, we're able to see other people's countries, other people's challenges, other people's suffering, as we've never been able to see before. Which I think does give us an opportunity to learn from all of that if we if we choose to if we're going to, so yeah right. I, I agree we we've got to have be, we have to be empathetic we have to be sensitive we have to wake up
1: this is, yes I love that wake up it this, <laughs> this is
0: the time this is the time the time is now well okay last question because again this is uh, this is important as well why is this work building women's leadership so important to you oh. This
1: is your question, by the way. I'm giving it back to you. <laughs> That's great. Right? It is important to me because it is, it makes sense. I mean, it's just, it's so often in my life, since I was a kid, I felt like I've lived in a Twilight Zone episode, right? Especially the one with, I don't know if you're a fan or if you know of the um, the pig people episode, where the woman is uh, under these bandages and she's um, really distraught and she's getting all this surgery and she really just wants to be able to fit in. Uh And then at the end of the episode, they remove her bandages and give her the bad news that the surgery did not work. And then her face is revealed. And you see she is a you know, traditional beautiful woman, yet she lives in a society where everyone has pig faces. And so that is the norm. And they can't accept anything that's not the norm. And so for me, I've always felt like, you know, I have this weird Twilight Zone episode that I'm living in, right, where people don't understand how amazing black people are and people don't get, you know, how – you know Mexican Americans are adding to the economy, and people don't get why women should be in charge of their own lives. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. it yeah. to me this is like an area where it just makes sense. It's the re, right. It's um. It is my reality, right? Yeah. And I yeah. want to extend it out, yeah. right? Because yeah, I I know there's plenty of other people, 55% in the United States, right, who also want to live this reality, but we're living in this twilight zone where that's not the norm, and so we need to change that norm.
0: Yeah, some days I'm I'm more positive than others, but, you know, (laughs) when when I really, really get positive, Patricia, is when I meet people like you, I, I, I consider... You a kindred soul, I consider you like minded I consider you to to be on the same page because when when people even say uh, even use the term or the sentence, "I want to make the world a better place," I immediately am drawn to them because I I, yeah. think, I I think I understand and they understand is that you know we can do that, but we only can do that if we work together and we are connected and we do, we understand our how our Differences can make make things even better, and and you know would, yeah. I think it would be extremely boring if we looked in a, in a room and everybody looked the same, wore the same clothing, and so
1: exactly. To me,
0: to me life is all about you know all the change, the differences, and the opportunities that come with those differences. Um, I know we I, don't it, want that in
1: our fish, in our flowers, and our in no. our tea streams, no. right? <laughs>
0: We like it. We like to spice it up, for sure. But, but, uh, well, Patricia, you know, I, I look forward to meeting you. I know I will be meeting you uh, in the future. I, I, I'm planning on coming to New York for different things. I'm on the board of Take the Lead as well. And oh. very, very pa- Yeah, I'm very, very passionate about, uh, you know, what what Take the Lead is doing, and, and the, the, the women that are connected in their own company. So I'm, I'm going to interview as many as possible so I get to know you all well. But how can they learn more about you today and what you're doing and learn more about your company and your consulting? Leadership matters more about you.
1: Yes. Well, you can definitely, and welcome to visit my website, uh, www.leadershipmattersconsulting.com. That's leadershipmattersconsulting.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter at at cultural
0: musings. Okay. What's on the forefront for you right now?
1: I'm actually getting ready. I'm about to do a keynote on Wednesday um, to uh, an association of independent school professionals on how to basically stay sane in this political environment. <laughs> and it's, it's really a session on right, how to know what to, you know what to drop, what to pay attention to, and how do you, you know, pace yourself for you know, all the work that needs to be done. Right. I was just doing a training in Minnesota last week and one of the things I was doing around looking at activist history, right? I love the moments where we just point out, you know, the time that it takes to do these things. Like the Underground Railroad was a thirty five year effort before the Civil War starts. Right? That's thirty five years. Yeah. And I ask people in the audience, okay, It's May now. How many of you are exhausted? (laughs) So we have to think about how do we maintain ourselves for the long run because we need everyone in this for the long run. So that's what I'm going to be giving tips on and helping people to do.
0: Very good. Words of wisdom from you. What would you like to tell us? Words of your wisdom.
1: Words of my wisdom. Yeah. So I would share that living in, right, our times now in a society where we're becoming, things are getting easier and easier for us not to pay attention, the most radical act that we can do and the most loving thing that we can do for ourselves is be aware of what we do. And that is how we live our lives fully and how we appreciate everything around us fully. So instead of tuning out and letting things become automatic, to really take time to appreciate everything that you're going through and to also pay attention to everything that is happening around you. Stop sleepwalking.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Yes, let's all wake up and come to the party. Okay, <laughs> come to the
1: party. I love that you push the party. <laughs>
0: well, it's been delightful talking to you. I've enjoyed this tremendously. I hope you are much better soon. You did ex- extremely well. You didn't cough or blow your nose or anything. So <laughs> you did. It. You did fantastic. But uh, I'm I'm excited for you. I'm excited for all of us. What we're doing. And uh, the more we have women uh, join, and and again, we're on the move, the time is now, and yes, we're going to wake up more and more people and and have fun doing it. Have fun doing it.
1: That is true. Thank you so much. I, I really am honored to be asked to be on your podcast.